Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Patrick and Mark are replaced by Goo Trick and Goo Work. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including details on transferring Pokemon between games and a new Switch bundle. And then on Thursday, come back for that because we're going to be talking about SP versions of Nintendo games or like our fantasy SP versions. We even need to define this a little bit between now and the next episode, but I think we're there. I think we understand each other, don't we? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I didn't know if I could talk at this point. You can always talk. Well, I know I can always talk, but I didn't know if it'd be like interrupting the flow. Yeah, because it was going so well at that (laughs) point. (laughs) You dare not interrupt whatever was happening. We're already way up over the opening (laughs) of last week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, We're doing great right now. I'm uh, how this is what you were waiting for, of course. How you doing, Mark? (laughs) I'm doing great. (laughs) I... And I'll tell you why I'm doing great. Please. We are less than a month away. Oh, my God. From determining the eight best NES games of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, part of the conversation that we're having on Thursday involves older, harder games and how to make them easier. So I've been doing kind of a, a dive into NES games. So I've got a lot of them on the brain, Mark. I'm thinking about NES games. Now, look. We yeah. do definitive rankings well. Yeah, we, we do them very well. Yeah. But we can always use help because sometimes we come close to making a wrong decision. There are times that we do come close to making a wrong decision, but we have been avert- the disaster has been averted multiple times only by virtue of you, the listener, emailing us at our email address, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com, and telling us what to include on these lists or what not to include on the list. Um, we recently got an email from um, James, who is a uh, listener and has participated in these before, and he lays out some, uh, some do-not-dos, some leave-these-games-off-this-off-this-list. Uh, also, I just want to read the, the top of his email because it's not related to uh, NES games. He says, hey guys, first up, it is way too early for Christmas music. At least too early to play so others can hear it. The day after Thanksgiving, play it for all. However, if you're listening to music or podcasts alone, play whatever you want. So I guess I agree with that. I'm still judging you a little bit, Mark, for... That's fine because I found support on Twitter where (laughs) one of our listeners tweeted at us saying that they've been watching Mickey's Christmas Carol since like July. Well, Mickey's Christmas Carol is one of the best Christmas carols out there. I guess it's up there with the Muppet Christmas Carol. I like them both. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was also in a stage production of A Christmas Carol my sophomore year in high school. I'd put that up there as well. Well, look, 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 if you want to participate in our uh, eight greatest NES games of all time, all you got to do is email us and tell us what to include, what not to include. You can give us all eight. You can give us two, whatever you want. Only restriction on this is uh, only one game per series. Only one game per series. So don't try to sneak multiple Mega Man in there or Castlevanias or Donkey's Kong. Eggs. Yeah, don't even try. And 
please get this in before November 8th. Yes. Because that's when this episode's releasing. Right. The episode will be recorded the Monday before that. Likely the Monday before that. It might be a little bit later. We don't know. Schedules change. Um, here's another thing that you can do with that email address, which again is Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. You can try to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. I bought Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. I played it for a couple hours, more hours than I expected to, honestly. And then I said, I should share this bounty with the world, or at least the people who listen to our show. It's currently on its way to North Carolina. Woo, Tar Heels. <laughs> and someday it'll come back to me, I hope. And then it'll go out to the next uh, to the next listener. So get your name on that list um, and enjoy this game, or at least spend some good time with it. All right, uh, Mark, are you ready to get into what we've been playing this week? Yeah, let's do it. NES Switch Online. We got three new games. Four new games. Four, kind of. So. Uh, Solomon's Key, NES Open, and Dodgeball were the three games that we were expecting, and then there was a little like bonus of the Legend of Zelda SP uh, or SP Edition, SP version. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe it has the subtitle. Uh, finding it right now, living the life of luxury. Maybe, or maybe that's just like a headline they put in the description. It's very unclear. Sure. Do you want to... Well, we are going to talk more about SP, what that designation means in Thursday's episode. Special. I mean, I think it means special. I don't think it means special. Uh, but I mean, what, what it actually means for this version of Zelda. We'll be talking about that more on Thursday. Um, and so just come back for that then. But in the meantime, uh, you've been playing some Solomon's Key? That's right. Uh, I didn't know what this was. And I started playing it. Basically, you are a wizard. I think you're a wizard. You're a wizard. And I mean, you I can... think you're a load runner because the game is basically load runner. <laughs> you can create uh, blocks and you can disappear blocks. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the game. Like, it's like puzzles. You are figuring out how you can get to like a key that'll open a door. And then you can also save like a fairy. Yeah, like it's, items you can pick up. Yeah, it's like a side-scrolling single... I would say scrolling. That's it's right, like... you're right, you're right. <laughs> Side not scrolling. <laughs> I'm assuming this is a, a arcade port, right? Mm, yeah, it could be, yeah. I it guess feels I very arcade-y. Um, man, this game is hard. I'm yeah. liberal use of the NES's like, save-scrubbing feature. Yes. Because I absolutely, like every time I make even the tiniest bit of progress... Uh, create a new save file so that way I can go back to it because at first I wasn't doing that like a dummy and so I had to like repeat the first levels multiple times and why would you do that why would I do that especially when it's like a puzzle solving thing it's not you just you just solve the same puzzles the same way again and I wasn't having that much fun so why would I try to redo it speaking of not having that much fun I also tried NES open and dodgeball and these games are virtually unplayable now I didn't even bother with NES open but dodgeball Here's another one where it would be great to have an instruction manual. What am I supposed to be doing? Also, NES Open. Mark, I could barely get my ball off the tee. Like, I just, I couldn't, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. All of these games need instruction booklets uh, that, or some sort of just easy explanation of like, this means this, this means this, you're trying to this. Here's one thing I haven't done is Google it. 
I'm sure uh, it's no. out there Come somewhere. <laughs> I'm positive. Come it's on, out there no. somewhere, but I shouldn't have to do that. No, it should tell you in the game there should be a feature within the NES, online, whatever, that tells you just the very basics of, like, it just needs to be, like, a couple screenshots and, like, a little bit of text. I know that I harped on this when we did our episode about the NES Switch Online. Yeah. But it irritates me to no end that you can pull up a controller schematic and it just points out where the buttons are it doesn't tell you what the buttons do yes it's just like this is start not helpful right yeah it's a uh, yeah all, all th- i i'm i'm enjoying solomon's key a little bit uh but the re- the other two games i'm like like come on man like i just i need some like direction or just like better games to play here yeah here's the thing i just don't think the majority of nes games are very much fun I, I think that there is a, with very few exceptions, like a ceiling to how much time you can spend with an NES game now. Um, you know, the, there are obviously exceptions like DuckTales and a bunch of Mega Man games and Mario 3 and Zelda um, and Star Tropics, of course, Star Tropics. Um, did I just make my list of eight Nintendo games? Um, th- but like for the most part, yeah, there, there are too frustrating, too, op- too opaque, too hard. Or too simple. Or too simple, but not like yeah. in a fun way, like Tetris or Doctor Mario. In a bad way, oh, Doctor Mario, like dodgeball. Yeah, so take that dodgeball. Um, here's something I want to complain about, which is something that I I tried to play this week. Um, I I was playing uh, Solomon's Key and going back and forth between that and a little bit of Mega Man Eleven, and I was like, you know what, this uh this. Uh, what am I with um, the the directional pad? Oh, sure, like the D pad. D pad. There we go. I even said directional pad. <laughs> I just needed you to shorten it for me. Thank you. Um, the I was getting sort of frustrated with uh, the D pad, and I was like, wait a minute, I've got an eight bit dough NES thirty Pro controller that I have previously synced up to my Switch. I know I can use it there. Um, I'm gonna play it, uh, play with it. Um, so I got it out, tried to get it to connect. Um, wouldn't connect to my Switch. And I was like, okay, maybe there's been a new firmware update. I know the Switch has been updated several times since I last connected it. So I go back like online, figure out how to update the firmware, which also isn't easy. I had to like find a, a YouTube walkthrough to like explain the product I owned so I could sync it up and update the firmware. And then even after that, I couldn't connect it to my Switch. Lame. It was super weak. Like, I just wanted to use this cool-looking old controller. Um, and, you know, I've been trying to, like, hold buttons on it and push buttons on it. Just make it sync. And I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I gave up. Put it back in its little case and slid it back in the drawer. It's basically garbage now. It is basically garbage right now. So if you would like to borrow my garbage, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. I'm not going to send that thing around. <laughs> don't, don't, ask, don't ask for that. Um, but on the uh, subject of Mega Man 11... I continued to play Mega Man 11. Last time we talked about it, I had only beaten two of the eight robot bosses. I have since defeated all the robot bosses. Huzzah! Huzzah! And uh, shortly before you came over, I had beaten the second Dr. Wily level. Um, this game is hard, uh, but I like it a lot. Um, as, l- like with all Mega Man games, I'm, I'm, uh, it's amazing to me how as you get deeper into the game and you have more of the weapons that all the levels become a little bit easier. Uh, you just start to feel more, more powerful. And it's just, it's like this rolling 
because for a while I'm like just sort of going around sampling levels and like seeing how far I can get in them and then uh, when I come back just overall more powerful and also maybe more in tune with like Mega Man logic the whole thing like just kind of fades away much more easily um, and then I'm really loving the challenge of the Dr. Wily levels the first Dr. Wily level is like a platforming nightmare um, and I got into that that groove where because you know Mega Man 11 is it's a looks like a modern game but it plays like a classic game so it will punish you and make you play those same sections over and over again uh and i got into like such a good groove of like just doing it and nailing it and you know rooms that uh when i first got to them i was like i have no idea how i'm gonna do this and then like would just jump in with like no pauses and just bam 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 and get exactly it just feels so good uh i'm really enjoying Mega Man 11 i'm sad that i'm getting close to the end um and then also this weekend, uh, just Sarah and I played some Super Mario Party, and uh, that was fun. I know I previously said uh, don't get this game unless you plan on playing it with four people. It's still enjoyable with two. We spent a long time messing with some of the games in Toad's Rec Room. Um, so, so, you know, some of the Toad's Rec Room things are the uh, games that require two switches. Oh, like two I tablets. didn't realize any of them didn't require two switches. I thought they all did. Mark, you and I had the same set of assumptions until, you know, I was just playing this game. Uh, and there is a thing in Toad's Rec Room where you're putting together, like, 8-bit puzzles. Um, so there's just, like, a sprite of an individual, you know, Mario character. And uh, each player controls, you know, a little avatar on the screen that's, like, pushing and pulling these, like, chunks of the, uh, of the sprite. And you're just, you know, putting them together like little slidey puzzles. Um, but it works where you put the actual physical switch down on the table and then it shows you like player one sits on this side of it, player two sits on this side of it. And, you know, that determines, I'm still not really sure how exactly, but it, we, we tried playing it like up on the TV um, and our control, like our controllers weren't oriented the right way or something. Um, so we just like couldn't get a handle on like which way we're supposed to be looking. But it was neat to have like, physically where we were in relation to the switch determined like what our controls did um and sarah and i put together i think 30 of these things just like little puzzle after little puzzle and it was like you know kind of calming or like a, a very simple to use the the word that you said earlier um but was just like fun and engaging and i really liked it for how simple and stupid it was uh i i think there's so much more to super mario party than you know your first couple times playing it will really reveal to you do you need two copies of the game to do toad's rec room with like the multi console thing i don't believe so but i don't i don't know that for sure because i could in theory bring my switch over no i know i know it's not actually possible because our switches will never meet uh no we should definitely do that i uh, if for no other reason than like yumi and sarah could play some um you know multiplayer things uh in super mario party and again i think there are so many different there's so much more that we can be getting out of this game uh just by exploring all that there's there but like it's the game does sort of like gate off some of these things. I, I couldn't go into Toad's Rec Room right away. I had to like earn some medals or whatever. Um, so v very much like uh, as I continue to play uh, WarioWare, 
gold gold thank you um that uh the the games within that game start to reveal themselves as well um it's weird i mean it, it's nice to be rewarded uh with like actual stuff that you want to do but it's weird that they're like there's a fun game here but you can't access most of it until you spend time with some of it all right uh so that's what we've been playing this week but um let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week Today, October 16th, LEGO DC Supervillains comes out. Starlink Battle for Atlas comes out. Oh, boy. Uh, now, how do you suppose you pronounce this one? Warriors? Orochi? Orochi 4. This is a combination of, like, Dynasty Warriors and the other one. Uh, what is it? It's like Dynasty Warriors. Wait, wait, wait. Let's stop the show while I think about okay, this. Okay, all right. I don't know what you're trying to describe. S- is it Samurai Warriors? It basically, like, one is, like, um, the, like, Chinese history and one is Japanese history. Oh, okay, sure. They're both. Then this, and this is a... A combination of the two. That's right. Mm. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles, the first game is on the Switch eShop. NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 is out. That's quite a bit. So... Temperature a, on Starlink. Uh, temperature on Starlink. I had forgotten that it was coming out. I, isn't I know? It seems like it's totally going to be forgotten. I mean, I did just see a headline on Kotaku that said there's way more Star Fox in Starlink than we were expecting. Um, so that I think bodes well for it. I mean, I I don't know. I I wonder if it'll get um any sort of like real buzz around. It. I haven't seen any like review reviews for it yet. So. Uh yeah, I'm I, I I don't know if it'll be forgotten. You asked about my specific temperature. That's on right, it. yes. Um when I saw that it was in the lineup of new games coming out this week, I had a like, oh man, like moment because I was like, do I have to buy another game this week? So I might be buying another game this week. <laughs> uh on Thursday, October eighteenth, Siberia three comes out on Switch. Now, the only reason I bring this up is because my only experience with the Siberia series is the first game, and I played it over 12 years ago on the original Xbox. Great. Um, what is it? it? It's like a old-school point-and-click adventure. Okay, yeah. Uh, but with, like, modern, at least for the time, graphics. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. I'm assuming Siberia 3 has been out in the world for a very long time, right? Uh, There's I no mean, way you that would, you would think, right? That it's just now making its way to Switch. Um, anyways, that's just a thing. And then on Friday, October 19th, Dark Souls Remastered is coming out. I am actually going to buy this because I've actually already bought it. So sure, I'm locked in. That's right. You've uh, pre-ordered it uh-huh. uh, digitally? Digitally, yeah. Wow, that's the rare digital pre-order. Yeah, well, actually, I do it fairly often when they're up for... Um, Oh, you get some bonus points. Well, no, no, no. You don't get bonus points, but I mean, just oh. like when I can download it early so I don't have to like try to all download it on Thursday or something. Yeah. You didn't get bonus coins for this one? I don't think so. And in fact, by I don't think so, I mean, no, I definitely did not. Uh, Siberia also, the... 3 came out on Steam April 20th, 2017. Oh my gosh. Took forever. Well, two years. No, 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 no. I mean, oh, from like the first, the first game, one. for the Siberia saga to be completed. It's <laughs> been quite the journey. Um, and then also on Friday, October 19th, the Solaire of Astora, the Dark Souls uh, amiibo, is um, finally being released as well. Are you picking up that amiibo? I don't 
th- no, I'm not. It's I was going to g- say I don't think so, but no, the answer is no. I know. It was a GameStop exclusive, right? Oh, probably. I think that's right. Yeah, it's probably going to be impossible to find it. So you said, am I picking up another game this week? Does that imply that you are picking up, you're planning to pick up a game? No, I mean, it. it is because I just picked up, uh, still feels like it just happened, Super Mario Party. That was only, oh, for sure. A, a, yeah. you know, a, a week and change ago. Absolutely. Um, which, you know, I, I would say that it, it is common for me to buy a game, a, well, you know, one, one game a week, um, but they are not all $60 re- retail like, games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I was like, oh, should I pick up Guacamole so I can get Guacamole 2 for a little bit cheaper? And then I was like, well, why, do, why am I doing this? Like, I could just buy Guacamole 2 when it comes out, but I want to support Drinkbox. I like Drinkbox. <laughs> oh, I. Uh... Oh, last week we talked about The World Ends With You releasing I, on yes. Switch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I'm going to pick it up, but I'm going to wait for reviews. Reviews came out, and I determined, I'm not going to spend 50 bucks for this when the next week I can get Dark Souls Remastered for 40 bucks. And I looked it up. It's available on the iPad for like $17. Oh, well then, yeah, definitely. And, it, and the that. Switch version is basically just the iPad version. Right, I mean, with a little bit more content, and then also the uh, like waggle controls, which yeah, are but the, being widely derided, yeah, uh, it just didn't seem worth the extra thirty dollars. Oh no, definitely not. I mean, think of what you could do with thirty dollars, Mark. I could, I'd be, uh, like more than halfway to buying the world ends with you, and not quite halfway to buying, uh, Starlink: The Battle for Atlas. Because it comes with like toys or something. Well, not if you buy it digitally. Then it's still just like sixty bucks, however much it is. Yeah, but how do you look, Mark? 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 You know me. Am I gonna pass up the opportunity to spend fifteen dollars on a kind of cool looking R wing and a little Star Fox? That's a good point. You're not. You're, I am. You're not, not gonna do that. I am a weak, weak man, and I will buy it. <sighs> All right, Mark. Let's uh, let, let's get out of the new releases. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, today, of course, we are going to be discussing the Muppets and who are our favorite and least favorite Muppets character in the Muppet oeuvre. Um, I may have betrayed one of my Muppet biases earlier in this episode by saying that the Muppet Christmas Carol is one of the top three Christmas carols, along with my uh, sophomore year high school production and the Mickey's Christmas Carol. Um, but what? Who, who's your favorite Muppet? Uh, man, I guess it'll be obvious to listeners because Pikachu is my favorite um, Pokemon that Kermit, is I this? think, oh, okay. is my Who? Fa- <laughs> 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 I was like, who is the Pikachu of the Muppets? But I get, I get the parallel. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, Kermit the Frog. I think he's, I think he's my favorite. Um, I have a little bit of a confession to make here. Okay. I like the Muppets. Uh huh. Um, but I. My, my heart comes to the Muppets by way of. The Muppet Babies. Okay. That's where my emotional connection to the Muppets was born. Uh-huh. And that's where I feel like it was fostered most regularly. Um, so when I think about who the Muppets are, 
I really think about who they are as Muppet babies. Totally fair. Um, and in that context, I gotta go Gonzo. No. And I know, I know that that that's a monstrous thing to say of like adult Gonzo, who is a cretin, a bad person who does weird <laughs> things with chickens. But as a child, like. As a weird child who is just trying to like express himself and like have fun, I think he is the most. I think he's the best Muppet baby. Oh, um, man, because Gonzo's kind of on my list of worst Muppets. I understand of, that of like the core like Muppet group, right? I just yeah, but I respect your answer. I also have a follow up for my favorite. Yes, Animal. Mm. Gotta love Animal. Animal's great. He plays the drums. He's does he, is he like wearing like shackles or like <laughs> he is, just yeah. like anklets? It's like no, no, no. I is think like he broke their shackles. Of, it's like he broke out of something. He broke out of like an old timey French prison. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Janice also really like Janice. Yeah, I, I like all of the Electric Mayhem. I think they're I think they're all good. Um, you know, I tell you what, like, sorry, there's a lot of situating happening here in this recording of four thirty three. Um, you know what, Muppet, I think, like, just as a physical presence, I like uh, probably the best is uh, Sweetums. Oh, yeah, Sweetums is great. Sweetums is the giant, like, hairy one with, like, the big flappy mouth. Have you ever seen the Muppets 3D movie at Disney World or, uh, I guess they don't really show anymore, but it used to be a California adventure? Uh, I, I saw it at Disney World, but uh, a very long time ago. They had, like, a big, as part of the show... Um, Sweetums would like come out into the audience, like holding like a flashlight and stuff, and that was always super fun. Uh, that is great. Um, I'll tell you who who else I love Muppet wise, um, and who I I think that the older I get and the more cynical and jaded I get, the more I relate to Statler and Waldo. Oh yeah, they're great. They're wonderful. They go to the same show every night. <laughs> they expect to hate it. Uh, who? So I think obviously, uh, if we're talking least favorite Muppets, you're gonna put forth a guess for, or, or gonna put forth Gonzo. Yeah, I mean Gonzo of like the core Muppet group is my least favorite, but uh, I have disdain for Bean the Bunny. Uh, too cute. Yeah, too cute. In no way funny. Right. Not enjoyable to be around. Do not care for Bean. Yeah, I, and I think I think that's fair. How do you feel about Miss Piggy? complicated right it's tough i like the idea of mix miss piggy more than i like the execution here's one of my big problems with miss piggy too violent she's very violent she's way too violent she is always hitting people thank you thank you finally somebody said it uh, uh well i guess we'll never know uh, we were accompanied today by the string orchestra of the Conservatory de Musica in Coimbra. Great, Patrick. Good read. Uh, all right, Mark, let's get into the news. To go along with Diablo 3's release on Switch next month, Nintendo has revealed a Diablo 3 Eternal Collection Special Edition Switch, the System Dock and uh, an included carrying case all have Diablo 3 artwork on them. And it comes with a download code for the game for the cool price of $359.99. Exactly what you would expect it to be. And it's exclu- exclusive to GameStop. Releases the same day as the game does, November 2nd. 
And while you're at GameStop, you can pick up that Solar Dame. Good uh, luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, trying to find it. Um, so this thing looks kind of cool. Have we seen other actual Switch consoles have uh, like graphics on them? Did the Monster Hunter one? Oh, you know I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> I think the Monster Hunter one may have. Um, none of the like the uh the Pokemon one doesn't right? right, and the Smash Brothers one I believe also doesn't right. They usually uh the docks usually right. get uh artwork and sometimes the Joy-Con, but yeah, it's very rare that like the system itself does. Yeah. Um. Do you like that? I think I like it. Yeah, I think you like it. Yeah. Uh, what 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 um what Joy Cons does this thing come with? Uh, just like the gray ones, standard gray. Yeah. Um, I guess that makes sense. You don't want to have any like fun flashy colors <laughs> playing uh Dark Souls. It would be or uh Diablo. Diablo, whatever we're I talking mean, about. It, <laughs> it would be cool if they released like the you know how the um developer units are black like black yeah. black yeah not like the gray yeah yeah that would be cool yeah. Because that, that feels appropriately demonic. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both excited about Diablo 3 coming to Switch, I right? I am, yeah. Um, and we talked last week about we might want to buy second Switches. <laughs> this is not going to happen, right? No, no, no. This is not the second Switch I'm going to buy. Right. Um, it seems like a, a sort of a weird entry point for someone, right? Yeah, it does. But I, I think it is kind of... I'm guessing it's like the Monster Hunter 1. In fact, the fact that it's um exclusive to GameStop means that it is oh, yeah, you know point. for a very like select audience. I can't imagine they're pumping out a ton of these. Uh but I think it's cool. I like that they continue to do this. Yeah, and for third party games too. I I think that's that's cool. Uh especially a third uh, a party that is so far outside of like the Nintendo stable like Blizzard. And if you were if you were or are like a really big Diablo fan or Diablo mm-hmm. 3 fan and you don't have a switch and you're like now i can play diablo 3 on the go like i could see how this would be appealing yeah or if you just want to be able to bring a switch to blizzcon next year this is the only one yeah or if you're just looking to like summon a demon into uh this dimension and look who isn't give me a nice demon or at least a helpful one that's right (laughs) probably won't be nice (laughs) luigi's mansion for 3ds Includes a co-op mode where the second player controls what appears to be like a green, um, just like ghost version of Luigi. Yeah, you're dancing around Slimer, but he looks like he's Slimer reconstituted. <laughs> I wrote Slimer in the notes. <laughs> um, I just didn't want to say because it, it kind of gives away the punchline of this news article. But I basically, don't, I don't think it does. <laughs> uh, Nintendo specifically asked the games press to not disclose the name of this second Luigi. Um, before release, but now that the game's out, we know what he's called. Gooigi. Gooigi. Uh, which is pretty good. Pretty good job, Nintendo. So, uh, look, if we are introduced to a Toadette that becomes Peachette, uh-huh. and now we've been introduced, and then the internet gets set afire with Bowsette, right? Um, and now we meet a Gooigi. I mean, Wagooigi seems. Wagooigi is the next logical step. Uh, a goozer a bowser made out of goo <laughs> i'm saying there's a lot of potential here and no one is tapping it so i would like i would like any of our listeners who have uh, a flair for the artistic to get us some renderings of goo versions of other mario characters um what, what we, let's let's come up with some good pitches here okay 
so uh, obviously King Goo. Mm-hmm. It's like King Boo, but he's made of goo. Um, Goozer Jr. Goozer Jr. Yeah. Um, uh, Goozalina. Goozalina. We're not going to top that one. This past week, Ubisoft started sending out surveys to gamers in France and asking for their opinions on a variety of Mario characters, including Daisy, the Koopalings, Wario, Waluigi, Birdo, Bowser Jr. The list Luigi. goes on. <laughs> Could this be mm. for a Mario plus Rabbids 2? Interesting. Do you think that, uh, I mean, obviously, Nintendo trusts Ubi to make a game with their characters do you think that they are like stuck with the mario plus rabbits i don't know if like stuck is necessarily the term i'd use but the first game sold very well yeah so i and uh but there was obviously like room for improvement or at least room you know to like uh embellish yeah what already exists so i mean i think a sequel makes sense i don't think they have um done everything there is possible to do with that game sure that there there's more i mean there's there's always another way to iterate on a like tactical uh combat sort of game yeah and there's always a bigger fish there is always in fact a bigger fish so you can expect a giant cheap cheap in uh mario plus rabbits 2 uh which mario characters would you want to see in like a hypothetical i would love to see wario yeah, we got to get Wario and Waluigi. Is a Rapids Wario redundant? Like, is the Rapids Wario actually really defined, mm. Re- refined, <laughs> or or really is he ripped? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, in uh, there are some of those uh, WarioWare uh, mini games where um, you know the the Wario will be represented in the game itself, and sometimes he's just ripped. And I don't know if that's just part of like the fan art nature of WarioWare, but like, yeah, this is what I want to see. I want the Wario Rabbid, Wabbid, of course, uh, to be a ripped version of Wario. I think that's perfect. I think it's, um, we'll never top that. Uh, <laughs> the survey also included characters that appeared in the first game, like Luigi and Mario. Seems weird, right? To be like, hey, how do you feel about Mario? Yeah, it does like, a little bit. Like, I think we know what people feel about They like him. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> More Marios, please. <laughs> Look, we've talked a lot about Melton in recent weeks. <laughs> oh, hold on. We need to like stop and reset because it sounded like you were just responding to what I said with, look, we've been talking a lot about Melton in the last couple of weeks. Right. We're moving on. This is a new news story. New, new, new bullet point. Look, we've talked a lot about Melton in recent weeks, maybe more than any specific Pokemon we've ever mentioned on this show repeatedly other than Jigglypuff. Right. I mean, you won't shut up about Pikachu. <laughs> Yeah, but I think we've talked about Jigglypuff more. I think you're probably right. Or I think at least the name has come up more often. Uh, but now we have more that we can talk about Melton. Uh, we've learned how Melton can appear in next month's Pokemon Let's Go games. So uh, generally, when you're transferring Pokemon from Pokemon Go to the Pokemon Let's Go games, um, you'll be rewarded with uh, like candies that that specific Pokemon likes mm-hmm. in Pokemon Go. Um, but the first time you transfer a Pokemon from Pokemon Go to the Let's Go games, you receive a special item called a mystery box. Okay. And once you open the mystery box, Melton will begin to appear in Pokemon Go where he can be caught. And then once you catch him in Pokemon Go, you can transfer him to Go Park 
in the Pokemon Let's Go games. Okay, so if you want a Melton in Pokemon Let's Go, you've got to have any Pokemon in Pokemon Go, transfer it over to Let's Go, get a mystery box, mystery box, at which time go back to Pokemon Go and the mystery find box the is in Pokemon Go. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Um and then so it just says he will start to appear mm-hmm. that you can start to like hunt them down and then you would have to catch it and then transfer it over. It's an involved process. Yeah, well and here's the thing. The, uh once you open the um mystery box or after sorry, after it's been used once, uh-huh. it closes uh. for a like set period of time, so you can't just like be pumping out Melton's left and right, right? And then it after that set so period wait, of time, wait, you need to open the the mystery box, and that like attracts the Melton. Um, no, 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 no. no. I think I'm uh I'm guessing. Okay, I'm reading between the lines here hmm. that you get the mystery box the first time, you open it up, Melton begins appearing in your game. Probably while that mystery box is open. Okay. Right? After a set period of time, it closes and Melton no longer appears in your game. Or you have caught your one Melton, right? Right. Mystery box closes. Right. Then after a set period of time, it opens again. You transfer another Pokemon to Pokemon Let's Go because that's required. Right. And then Melton appears again in Pokemon Go. Okay. So let me ask you this. Is Melton all of the evil in the world, and the player is Pandora, and the mystery box is Pandora's box. I am reading between the lines here, <laughs> right? I don't have a definitive answer, Deep yes analysis. or no. Mm-hmm. But my personal reading is absolutely. Okay, so we like Melton, right? Yeah. He's cute. He's adorable. His face is like a big nut. He seems useful. He does seem useful, and he's expressive. He's got his his he's got a big eye and we like that. We like that. Um will you He's kind of like the eye of Sauron. Mm-hmm. The ultimate evil. Uh-huh. It doesn't make me like him less, Mark. No, this no, is no, what no, I'm no. driving at. Are we going to Look, we're both going to play Pokémon Let's Go. Mm-hmm. Um are we going to re-download Pokémon Go cuz it is almost certainly not on our phones anymore just to go through this rigmarole and get us a Melton. Here's something that could happen. You could download Pokemon Go again and then gift me a Melton. That way I don't have to do it. I don't. What do I get out of this? Uh, I'm giving you a gift? <laughs> this doesn't sound like me. Uh, okay. Speaking of Pokemon, game director uh, Janucci Masuda was interviewed by GameSpot and he reassured players that they will have the ability to bring Pokemon from previous games into the next installment, meaning Generation 9, meaning the game that's going to release in 2019. Yeah, that's right. Because at present, there is not, with the exception of bringing games over or bringing Pokemon over from Go, there's no way to bring Pokemon forward from like the Pokemon Bank in previous uh, versions of Pokemon. The other thing I wasn't entirely sure of with the uh, Go Park part of Let's Go is like, can you use those Pokemon in the game? And it seems like the answer is no. Like they just exist in the Go Park. Uh, that might be right. Yeah, it's. It, I feel like there's still an awful lot we don't actually know about how holistically um, Pokemon Let's Go plays. And we're only a few weeks away at this point. Yeah, like that's a month, crazy. Basically. That's crazy. Wait, is it is it November sixteenth? <laughs> okay, good. We don't know. Uh, Nint- 
Nintendo has detailed the exclusive gear that you can unlock with the Octoline Amiibo in Splatoon 2. The Octoline Girl awards players with a witch costume, hat, and shoes. The Octoline Boy awards players with steel gear, a cool suit of armor. It is cool. And uh, the Octopus awards players with a goofy like mascot costume. Yeah, um, and in the uh, graphic that they were using to advertise it, it's holding balloons, but uh, Nintendo was quick to point out that the balloons are not included. Uh, and finally, while the Amiibo are out in Japan and Europe November 9th, they don't come to North America until December 7th. Uh, which is also Smash Brothers Day. Uh, so weird. Yeah. Um, but also, one of the costumes is a witch costume, and it's coming out on November 9th or December 7th. <laughs> like, they are missing the Halloween boat by a, a week or a month and a week. Well, they know that we all carry Halloween in our hearts with us all year long. Uh, don't, don't we shut it down? November 1, aren't we like, okay, time to put away spooky things. And we move on. We say now we have to do the real spooky work of having dinner with our families. <laughs> spooky. spooky. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. Okay, that is going to do it for this entire episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, remember, if you could please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That sort of thing helps us out tremendously. I like Spotify. Yeah, are we on Spotify? I Yeah, or like uh, <laughs> the yeah. Google podcast equivalent. Like anywhere that you get your podcast, they all have places where you can rate podcasts, mm-hmm. and we appreciate it. I'm not sure why we specifically call out Apple Podcasts every time, but... It's well, a good I mean, place that, to get it too. I mean that that feels like uh that's like the baseline, right? Like that that's where um like that's where we want to have that measured from. You can uh review us like Mark says anywhere. And really, we've we've stopped bugging you about it, right? We haven't mentioned I I say it at the end of every episode, but we haven't really like leaned into it for a while. So, uh I guess we're going back on that and now this is us Really kind of hectoring you to uh, leave us a review if you haven't left us a review. Uh, we appreciate it, but also leave a review. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Card Society. We're on Facebook. Mark and I write about comic books on RetconPunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Gwark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying, thanks for listening. Campfire.